Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the B-Roll Podcast. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. And my name is Anthony. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well, man. Doing pretty well. It's actually a cooler day here. I uh, was outside mm. for a bit today, and it only lost like two pounds of sweat instead of the normal, <laughs> you know, 10 to 15. Fair enough. I, I, I only go outside unless it's the weekend for Corona. Like, uh, I only go outside to the backyard or the front yard. Sure. So I'm always shaded. So I never really know how hot it is. <laughs> no, I was, I was completely in the shade the entire time. You think I'm walking out into the sun? <laughs> Forget that. Do you, do you moisturize your face? Do you have a beauty routine? Uh, I, I wouldn't call it a routine because I'm really bad at keeping it. Mm. Do I own a moisturizer for my face? Yes. Do I use it routinely? Unfortunately not. I probably should. Oh. My uh, my cleanse is think is moisturizing. So when I do wash my face, mm. yeah, I uh, I have fairly sensitive skin. I've complained about my allergy to half of the available deodorants and antiperspirants on the market. Yeah. So uh, it took like when I got married, you know, it just, my wife started teaching me things about you know taking care of myself, which I apparently hadn't been doing. But she yeah. said, you should wash. Yeah. We've need- been we've all been telling you that. <laughs> For the last 15 years, Christopher. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, yeah, so we watched... Well, let me ask you. What did we watch, Anthony? <laughs> we watched Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. Uh, mm. The movie uh, was released this past March on YouTube. So that's where we watched it. Technically straight to stream. The most straight to stream thing you can possibly do is put your movie on YouTube for free. Yeah. Uh, it was originally a six-episode miniseries released in April of 2018. They released it over six different six days, the 21st through the 28th. Why it took them two years to throw those all together, I don't know. Maybe they sold DVDs or gave them away or something before that. Who knows? Yeah. And uh, they did it. I did not realize this. So let me, let me go ahead and read you. Do you mind if I read from the Wikipedia this time? That's usually Feel your free. thing. So if you want to take it, uh, I'm, I understand. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Ninjak, Please do my job for me. I'm I'm trying to. You keep interrupting me. <laughs> Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe is an American, which is weird, uh, American superhero action film based on characters appearing in Valiant comics. The series stars Michael Rowe as the titular Ninjak, who must do battle against his former allies, all of whom are superheroes in their own right, except for maybe the one guy. Originally produced as a six-episode web television series in April of 2018, it was released as a single film on Valiant Comics' YouTube page on March 26, 2020 as promotion for Bloodshot. And I want to say it wasn't until I read that uh, after watching it and then clicked on Bloodshot and was like, isn't that that Vin Diesel movie? And then realized (laughs) that Vin Diesel's character from Bloodshot, I've not seen that movie. Now I'm going to go see that movie. This worked, (laughs) by the way. Is in this, so the character Bloodshot is in this. Um, in fact, reading a little bit further down, it looked like Ninjak was actually introduced as a character in a Bloodshot comic. So interesting, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. how far down the rabbit hole did you go? Not very far as okay. I had about eight minutes between watching this, going to look <laughs> at a house, coming back to record. So, mm. which eight okay. minutes in Wikipedia time is whew, a lot. That's an, that's an eternity. It is. Yeah. So I, the only reason why I know about Valiant Comics is uh, I am subscribed to a YouTube channel called Variant Comics. It's like a, uh, they just someone who like reads comic books, talks about comic books. They do, they do, or the movies, everything. They do Marvel, DC. And then it's like, it showed up on his channel about Bloodshot. And I was like, who the heck is Bloodshot? And then mm. I watched the episode and then I was like, I've never heard of this company. And so I Googled them and I read about them. And then I Googled Valiant Comic movie and then this popped up and then i i'd say i've got about 30 minutes in on my wikipedia rabbit hole and so okay. yeah no i just that's i wow. found it you have a doctorate on valiant comics yeah. <laughs> i i find it very interesting that so for these characters well let's just kind of get into the so let's talk about the movie let's sure. do the first part of our podcast which is on the b-roll podcast what we do is we watch break down and review straight to stream science fiction and science fiction adjacent movies television film we give our initial thoughts do a plot breakdown and then we give our final opinions determine whether or not what we watched is worth the price of subscription which in this case is free you only have to pay for the internet and a computer that can run a web browser i mean Uh, they're listening they're (laughs) presumably listening to this on a phone so right there you go 
what this is is the as you described earlier this was a mini series that they turned into a movie um go ahead and give your initial thoughts and opinions because i've got a lot okay uh, and the last time we watched something similar to this our opinions varied very differently and i'm eager to hear what you have to say so okay before i do that what did we watch where our opinions differed alien warfare oh that's i wouldn't i wouldn't even put these in the same yeah all right no i just meant like like a, go ahead do say what you're gonna say <laughs> so as far as ninjack versus the valiant universe i didn't know anything about valiant comics going into this i think you kind of told me what this was so that's how i that's the first time i ever heard of valiant comics knowing admitting that i'm not a comic book connoisseur i don't really know i know a lot about the big tentpole characters because once again i'm a wikipedia smart person <laughs> so i never heard of any of these characters um, except for i guess vin diesel as bloodshot but it didn't even make that connection until afterwards i enjoyed this quite a bit i thought it was pretty good as you're going through i will admit that you start making connections to other big characters right like oh this person's like iron man this person's like green arrow this person is essentially a good guy version of uh not deadshot the other one no i'll remember his name later slade Slade oh, Wilson. Deathstroke? Deathstroke. There you go. <laughs> I, like, I knew Slade Wilson because they weren't allowed to say gotcha. Deathstroke on the Teen Titans cartoon because of the word death. So they just called him <laughs> Slade. And that's, yeah. I can never remember it. Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Uh, so there's some comparisons to be made, but I, I, I'd actually, the more you, the more I watched it, the more I realized that no, not really. They're, they're pretty unique in their own, in their own right. They do just a little bit of lore and how, and where everyone's at just teeny bits to, enough to like get you interested in this character or that character or what have you. So I thought it was well done. I would more compare this to the CW Arrowverse than I would anything to put out by Marvel or DC or anything like that. And I would still think it comes away positive for the, for the most part. Those are my Man. thoughts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was impressed. I was expecting a lot lower quality than I got. And with the exception of two actors, I think everyone acted well. There's some minor continuity errors, but like real minor stuff, nothing plot wise. I'm sure there's a lot more going on and a lot more, a lot more things I could notice or see or like, ooh, look at that. If I had read the comics and was aware of all these characters, you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. sure there's little Easter eggs that are going to go right over my head, which is fine. And for the most part, it looks like fans agree with me. Um, IMDb has this at a 6.8 out of 10 stars with 309 reviews, but the median scores a nine and the mean is an eight. So 42% of people rated this a 10. So that's just fans coming out of the woodwork and fans coming out of the woodwork is going to go 10 or one. So they obviously really like the way these characters were portrayed. So I'm going to roll with it. How did you like it? Or not? Sorry, I didn't mean to prompt you like that. I apologize. It's a leading question, Your Honor. How did you feel about it, Christopher? The prosecution is leading the witness. My overall thoughts and my initial impressions were also positive. Like I said, I, I knew a little bit more about the characters only because I had read about them before we actually watched it. If we want to talk about just the characters themselves. Sure. Yeah, they do make a lot of... It, they're like similar but uh, but very different so ninjack played by michael rowe famously deadshot from um floyd lawton in the arrow television show yeah ninjack is supposed to be if james bond and batman were the same person yeah he's he's my deathstroke style character with the swords and the face mask yeah well so he's a so batman is a ninja right he just doesn't use ninja weapons sure so, I mean, he so is, ninja, but yeah, but well, so this guy is a ninja, yeah. so he's like Batman. So he's a so okay. he's like Bruce Wayne, like he's a famous billionaire playboy that also fights crime. But uh, yeah. in the comics, he was trained by MI6. This is kind of like a weird thing, but they got an American actor to portray James Bond or a James Bond analog character. Yeah, and then the uh, Eternal Warrior is a man who was born like three thousand years before the well, like three thousand BC. Oh, uh, and he's eternal. That's why his name is the Eternal Warrior. Exo okay. Manowar is supposed to be like Thor and Iron Man put together. Yeah, he was so probably my least favorite, honestly. He's like a an ancient Gaul warrior from like the time of like the Empire of Rome, and he was taken by aliens and uh, traveled accidentally traveled forward in time. Oh, and he arrived okay. arrived on Earth in the present day. Interesting. Bloodshot is like if 
the term like the T one thousand and the Punisher were the same person. You didn't get Wolverine vibes because the healing. Well, I yeah, that's get, what I, I definitely get Punisher vibes for sure. Well, maybe yeah, but that's like the nanites, the advanced technology. Like yeah, it's okay. not it, okay. it's quote unquote healing, but it's really just a machine repairing itself really quickly. Yeah, that makes sense. Shadow Man is, I think he's supposed to be Doctor Strange, mm. and the would well, be like of, Sandman. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know about Sandman. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Sandman. I'm sorry to everyone. One. Yo, sh- no, but he's just like a. He does a lot of supernatural stuff, and then, <laughs> so uh, Archer and Armstrong, the little guy and the big guy. Yeah. So Armstrong is the Eternal Warrior's older brother or younger brother, one of the two. Hmm. Who he is also a mortal, and then Archer. His character's name is Obadiah, which I like the I like the name Obadiah. That's pretty good. A boy they call him a Boy Scout because he's super idealistic and positive. <laughs> uh, right. But is also trained to kill people with a crossbow. So, but yeah, these characters are they're interesting in terms of how they kind of like I don't want to say they upend the the trope or the cliche, but you make you do like you said you make a lot of assumptions. So you're like, oh, that guy's like Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, he's nothing like Iron Man. Okay, he no, just has exactly. an Iron Man suit. Yeah. yeah. There, there was a lot of uh, CWing in terms of the effects. Yeah, like but I he didn't... punches he he punches a mirror and it doesn't shatter. They oh, just yeah, overlay a graphic of a shatter. Yeah, the wind the um, windows at the beginning of the the movie as well, quote yeah. unquote shatter. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I was like, oh, that's a decent effect. This is not my, bad. My favorite one is when at the very end, when Roku, one of the characters, is going to talk to the pilot, and it's not a you're not in a plane. <laughs> you're in an office with really crappy thin walls <laughs> yeah yeah it, <laughs> but but i mean you make you you make do with what you got and this is the production they had i think they it's the production was adequate it wasn't it wasn't like it's cheesy but it, like almost intentionally cheesy whereas yeah it's got a, um, i thought it was a decent amount of cheese like a like a an expected amount of cheese you can't take it, yourself 100% seriously or you just lose people along the way. Right. And this uh, also suffered from a lot of, um, not suffer, but um, this movie did a good job of putting a page on the screen. Like, mm, like okay. I felt like these, like as someone who has, I haven't read a whole lot of comic books, but I have had comic books. And you get a lot of like moments where like characters are just kind of standing around and there's dialogue above their heads because they can't move because it's a drawing on a piece of paper Um, (laughs) yeah but no but you get you get like a lot of that where you get people just standing there not moving and they're talking like a comic book oh Um, they're trying to like pull uh prints or scenes right from that's not you know that's that type of fan service i don't mind I don't think it's... Yeah, no, that's that's what I meant. Like, I liked that. Like, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I, 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 I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I did. I thought it was good. <laughs> like it, it was over, and I, uh, I wanted more. I actually thought the um, the only thing that really bothered me was the theme was really good. Like, the the, the title song or whatever. I really liked that. Yeah. And I don't, think, the I don't think the music for the... Well, I don't think the soundtrack for the rest of it really held up. Mm. And I... Uh... <laughs> uh <laughs> I had a lot of problems with a lot of people pretending to be British. Yeah. Um, there's what there's one very bad example which I will reference later. Yeah. Uh, well not British but someone who has, might have lived in the United Kingdom. And then um them supposed to be in England when they're clearly in like the Midwest United States. <laughs> <sighs> I couldn't tell the difference. So Oh, I mean, really? I'm not, not going to even pretend to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, like 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 just you could tell on the like based on the roads like this is like an american highway you know oh maybe yeah i didn't even think about they're, that they're in our like they're in our climate like this isn't england like it's way too dry mm. uh, cuz there's just like kind of that kind of reddish clay you know you know you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 um, there's a lot of that those are my only real issues in minor 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 issues like you can't hire a bunch of british actors i get it you can't film on location totally understand <laughs> I wish they would have just made it a little less obvious. I don't know. I don't know what you would do. That's a, I don't know. Film on location? No. I sure. mean, yeah, but I mean, it's just, I mean, obviously it's a, I think they did really well with what they had and it was an American filmed as they, as I mentioned. So getting all of everything over to the UK would have been right. Just a big expense that I don't think they needed. So, oh, but I, I gotcha. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not denying you your, your point. How did you feel about the action sequences? 
They were, hmm, sometimes there's too many cuts. Okay, so like a like a born. No, but it, no, born, but the, the thing is, scene. I think I actually wrote down uh, lots of cuts, but not too many. Like there's more cuts than I would have liked, but it's definitely not Batman Begins or Jason Bourne style where it's like, uh, are they fighting? You know what I mean? <laughs> not bad at all. The effects were okay. good. There's some good humor in it. Yeah, I um, which I was there, not expecting. So <laughs> there's some that are like that are some definitely some lines that are played for laughs. I think land. There might be a few that I didn't find funny, maybe because I didn't get the reference. I I do think our lead character Michael Rowe. I think he did a pretty good job. Yeah. The only thing is that I, because <laughs> apparently this guy Ninjak is supposed to be like a jerk. Like he was. It, it was. Apparently it was almost identical to the Bruce Wayne situation where he was raised by a butler, but the butler was a like real, real, real crappy human being, apparently. Mm. Okay. So he's supposed to be a jerk. I don't think he nailed that. No? I don't think so. Um, He kind of came off that way a little bit in the flashback type scenes. But I think the problem with him trying to come off as a jerk is that the whole plot, which we haven't done we haven't really talked about that, but the just to read the yeah. IMDb blurb right quick. Blurb me. A British intelligence agent and martial artist with a dark, mysterious alter ego battles his <laughs> way through the heroes and villains of the Valiant universe. So he's a good guy, but he's fighting all the other good guys under duress because he's trying to save his good friend's ex-wife and kid, right? Yeah. And when that's your motivation, it's hard to come off as a jerk. He was kind of jerky in the first few minutes with Nicola Posner. Yeah. Whatever whatever her character's name was. I'm not going to look it up. I don't care. Uh, it was it's, Vivian. It's Nicola Posner. The <laughs> most Nicola watched Posner. actress. <laughs> actor. The most watched actor on the B-roll podcast. Yeah. Well, I think I think you can actually use the word actress there. Uh, if you want to just use the non, like the actual title is actor because you can be an actress who is an actor. Sure. She's the most watched actor on the B-roll podcast. <laughs> Three, right? Three movies? Yeah, three movies. Yeah. Two How much? two good ones, one bad one, <laughs> and not a I, uh, and then performances. Mm. I uh we gotta just we're gonna have a spin-off podcast where we just go through her filmography, aren't we? <laughs> I actually uh I really dug her in this in this and I like I got really when I say I, I say I got excited I was like oh, it's Tila <laughs> like I said it like out loud well <laughs> like, I just Tila. I just got done editing Angels Fallen so that was not what I yeah. thought of. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was, uh, oh, oh Hannah no oh, Hannah no. No. <laughs> yeah I was upset that she died actually <laughs> I wasn't I would say upset that she died in the first eight minutes or whatever I didn't really react to her dying because I was like wait how did what how did she what so what yeah yeah um sorry do you want to do the no it's fine do you want to do the plot breakdown since we kind of we're kind of rolling into it yeah we already kind of started um i think obviously positive first impressions all around so yeah let's go into the plot let's break it down let's let's back up whatever the heck we just said yeah let's (laughs) b-roll this out (laughs) we b-rolling oh no (laughs) Our opening sequence is of a clearly CGI temple slash monastery. Um, we get a shot of a black portal to, or a, a portal to darkness because it's it's like a, a a door or an opening in the side, but you don't see anything and you hear a spooky laugh. And then we're in Paris now, apparently. There's a red-haired woman in an elevator and her hair is moving up. Fair enough. And then we see a man named Mr. King get off a... Or I think I don't know if he gets off an elevator. I think he just opens the door. I don't remember. Uh, he enters the room, and we have Nicola Posner. Yeah, he, uh, she's known as Vivian. She calls him Mr. King. He scans his eye on a thing. Cool. He sits down. Then we see an el- the elevator opening, and some people dressed in black are getting off the elevator. Mm. We cut back to King and this Vivian. I was going to call her this girl, but I was like, but she has a name. I think this is their, they're kind of flirting. Oh, very he, much. He went out and got some drinks and she's like, hey man, why didn't you invite me? And he's like, oh, you know what happens when I invite you drinking? And she, I think she's just like, I didn't hear you complaining. And then <laughs> he says the word love lips, which activates a device. Apparently that's a, I don't know what this is. I guess it's like a mobile back, back computer. Yeah. You know, why not? Some people break into the room. I really like this sequence because people break through the glass on the windows 
one person comes in and then he just kicks them right back out. I thought that was great. <laughs> Vivian kills a guy. Yeah. Well, she shoots one person and then smashes another one in the head with a gun. She Did eventually her, gets over. Her gun have two different sound effects. Maybe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it had two different sound effects, but <laughs> uh, not her fault. It. Not her fault. Yeah, it's not her fault. Mm-hmm. What was it in Extinction? Where that guy's shooting a gun without his finger on the trigger. Right? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Nicol- <laughs> Nicola Poser would never make that mistake. How dare you? <laughs> Col- this guy's name is Colin King. I'm not going to call him King anymore. Uh, Colin is, he's fighting off a couple of these ninjas and he kills a guy with his tie. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. He uh, runs out to see that the red haired woman has Vivian. He calls her Roku. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> Yeah. So Sorry. Uh, these characters came out in like 2008, but so long before that was a device. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. No. So uh, the character Roku debuted. Her first appearance was in Ninjak Volume Three, Number One, in March of 2015. Oh, okay. So okay. All right. Well, well, because I know that this company released characters over time. I just wasn't sure. Well, a lot of them from the uh, 90s, but yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. She needs a favor. She wants him to break into MI6 and steal something out of a specific floor, specific item. I don't remember which one it was. He sh- he is shown a feed of Neville's wife and daughter. And then she says, uh, well, so Vivian speaks up and says, that's in sub-basement level three. Not even the best can get in there. And Roku kills her. I guess she, I think she, she stabs her through the side of the head with her hair. I think that's how yeah. it works out because when she's laying on the ground, you kind of see it like coming out from the sides of her head. How did you like Roku? Her look, the character, the whole bit. Like, how did you feel about her? She's different. Yeah. I don't know. Other than Josh Gad in Artemis Fowl, I've never seen anyone else use their hair hmm. like hmm. that. God, that's not a so, positive comparison. No, I'm just like, that's that I was unfamiliar with this ability. Sure. But I mean, you know? I'm asking as a comic book character, I guess a villain in this case. Do you think she's cool or not? She's kind of cool. Yeah. Her eyes are solid white. She tells him that he has 36 hours. Man. And then she injects him with some nanites, which are sensory nanites, which are going to allow her to watch everything that he does. So yeah, she's got a nifty. first person view of this guy's life. Very nifty. <laughs> also, 36 hours to get from France to London and back. Well, from Paris to London and back and break into this place. I'm like, what if... There's so many variables he can't control. The travel time. I never understood that you got you got 12 hours. I'm like, But you want this thing, right? It's going to take me. Like, I got to get on a plane or I've got to drive up there. You know, like it's not. It's, I don't know. Look, man, we got a schedule. If you can't keep up with it, it's not. It's what not was she going to do if he if he was back like 30, 37 hours? And he, they're like, well, I guess we'll kill these hostages and try again. What are they doing? <laughs> uh. Well, no, well, no, no, the. It's 36 hours to deliver them or they die. So if he shows up after 37 right. hours, the hostages die. They still get the item. <laughs> oh, I guess. I guess. The yeah. time frame is literally just an incentive for him. That's always what that's for. Like we have 12 hours before we kill your family. You know? Right. I'm that's... just saying they're not even in the same country. Well, I think, I don't know if he leaves England. No, they're in Paris. Oh, like well, he, he gets it, but then meets them somewhere else in England. Yeah. Because we never see him like get on a plane. Sure. Sure. So, okay. Well, we well technically we see him get on a plane twice. Twice. Uh, well, because he he's on a plane right now because Roku walks into a room and turns on some monitor and we see Colin oh, looking yes, out the window right. of a plane. Yeah. He opens a box and he's got his ninjack ninja gear in there. And then this is the first of I want to say like twenty or thirty shots of this lady just kind of looking. Yeah, it was a bit much. Yeah, I, I think if well, I think it we seemed like a lot, it probably wouldn't have seemed like a lot if you're watching this as a six episode thing. Yeah, you know, because they're just reestablishing the character every episode. But as a movie, they could have edited that out. Well, I, I feel my problem is is when this is happening, she's not really doing anything. Had it been like a Master Chief Cortana situation where he could hear her or she could hear, mm. like obviously she can hear him because she's she's. She's, she's doing always, it. Yeah, he talks yeah. to her at one point. Yeah. Like, but had she had the ability to like respond, I think it would have made this, it would have made it a lot, maybe I don't want to say more engaging, but it would have made those sequences better. Because now instead of her just looking at a camera smugly, like, mm, mm, yeah. now she's like, now she's looking at a camera smugly, 
while talking crap to this guy. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But so, that's a whole other, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that could have fixed those. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, we cut to Fair someone enough. named Neville Alcott eating a sandwich. Fair enough. Then we cut to Ninjack. He's hacking a computer. He opens a um, lockbox in basement sub-level three. He pulls an ornate box out of it, puts it in a little case, gets out of an elevator and counts down from three until the alarm goes off. I thought that was pretty funny. It was funny, but it was uh, also like you had three seconds, man. You know how far you can run in three seconds? You're a ninja. Go. Go. <laughs> go, ninja. Go, ninja. Go, ninja. Go. Go, ninja. Are we going to talk about, uh, you said he was eating that, that sandwich. <clears throat> he gets a mustard stain that magically changes shades and sizes between every other shot i don't understand how hard it was how many shirts did they have for this guy like seriously he could have done all of his most of his takes especially all the ones with the mustard shot in a day like how was he changing shirts so often that they couldn't keep it consistent the only thing i can think of is that because i think they're shooting in a public building like they got permission to shoot all the scenes in MI6, like at a town hall or a library. Oh, maybe. So maybe they only had it for like an hour at a time, like every day. So he would like just change shirts. <laughs> they would go back and like just keep the same shirt, the just hang it up. I don't I, know. I don't man. have I don't have any excuses for you. <laughs> but yeah, he does. He he takes a bite out of his sandwich and gets a mustard stain on his shirt. <laughs> Sorry, it was the most. Yeah. It's an important. Okay, it's an important piece of the plot. Some guy comes in, and this is one of the guys that's pretending to be British, comes in and is like, yo, man, there's been a break-in on sub-level five. There's no cameras because the feed was cut. And then we cut down, we cut back to Ninjak just doing a bunch of non-lethal takedowns, a bunch of these guards. Um, he's beating the crap out of them, but he's not killing them. Right. And right. apparently he is bulletproof, or at least the things that he wears are bulletproof cool glad no one got him in the eye and not in so much the way that were like the bullets hit and then like fall down or like absorb they ping off which i don't think is how bulletproofness works well (laughs) no you're right he gets into an elevator he does some stretches checks on his hair (laughs) we cut to the uh outside of that elevator like the doors you know the elevator's coming up to and Neville's standing there with a bunch of people with guns, and he's right. like, nobody fire till I give the order. And none of those people are practicing trigger discipline <laughs> properly at all. The door opens, and Ninjak you know, pokes his head out, and Neville's like, Ninjak? And then... <laughs> I laughed out loud when he popped his head out. Because <laughs> he just he's, you, they can't see him, but then he just got a sideways, hey. <laughs> what's going on? Hey, guys. Neville's like, you need to give me that asset. Then talk to me. Tell me what's going on, like... I can't let you out of here with that. And then we get another fight scene where he pulls Neville into the elevator and punches him in the face. And then he throws some kind of equilibrium disrupting thing on the wall. Maybe it's used like a sonic burst yeah, or something that's, that's causing everyone idea. to cover their ears. Shock waves of some uh, sort. Yeah. Uh, which do not affect him somehow. Which is something that you would do if you had a bunch of gadgets. You would probably design them not to impact you. I, I have it typed out wrong. I have uh, He pulls out his gun and cuts a bunch of swords in half but that's not what he does what he does is he pulls his sword out and cuts a bunch of guns <laughs> Could you in imagine half. though <laughs> he disarms everybody pretty much and then he takes down some lady i think he has to break her arm in order to choke her out he looks over his shoulder at some lights dimming and he stands up and sees someone who's able to shoot lightning apparently yeah. or electricity this Wait, character's name is if you can shoot electricity how is that not lightning? Why are you making a distinction between the two? I need to know the difference. Isn't lightning a natural thing? Well, I mean, if you're if you have the ability to shoot it out of your hands at will, isn't that not fair enough? I don't know. I don't thing? know the difference. Does but if Thor you do know shoot the lightning or does Thor shoot electricity? I don't know. But if you do know, write to us at sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com and explain to me the difference. Yeah. Um, get as pedantic yeah. as you can possibly get. <laughs> but this um, lady comes walking in. She can shoot lightning. I wrote down that she's doing her own slow mo. <laughs> Hold on, lightning and electricity. Uh, lightning is electricity. Okay, it's so, the yeah. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she does. She walks intentionally slow. She like sucks up all the electricity from the lamps that are in this um, room that she's in. She shoots it at him. He manages to dodge a lot of it. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Grabs the asset, and then she just yeets him out the window. And he falls into some water. He's swimming around. Yeah. Ne- Neville Convenient. rolls up, and he's 
Neville's like, oh my gosh, you know, we lost the asset or blah, blah, blah. And then he talks into his hilariously oversized sleeve microphone and activates <laughs> Unity with code Alpha. Yeah. Did you see that yeah, mic? It's massive. <laughs> yeah, everyone sees that, Neville. <laughs> Why is your mic so big? Ugh. We immediately cut to some people fighting a man who has white skin and a big red dot on his chest. And when I say white, I mean he is... I think he's like a pale white. It looked more gray gray to me. Yeah, but it's just like, it's it's very pale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He survives getting stabbed in the side of his head, gets shot in the head, gets shot a couple more times. He gets blown up by a grenade. This is dead shot. He's able to... His body constantly... Did I say dead shot? You did. (laughs) This is bloodshot he's a character who is as i described earlier his body is made out of nanites that constantly prepare themselves and when he gets blown up by the grenade some guy who probably was outmatched regardless if he had an explosive device and pulls it out and says i'll kill us both man i'll do it and then he answers his cell phone and the grenade guy pulls the pin and tries to run right past him so this you know bloodshot had a an opportunity attack and he grabs him, slams him to the ground, and then gets blown up. I hate you. Cool. I hate you a lot. Uh, why? It's just <laughs> opportunity attack. <laughs> Neville tells Bloodshot that he needs to track down Ninjak. He's captured a dangerous asset. Deadshot's like, I'll take care of it. And then he turns and says, I need to find the Boy Scout and the drunk. And we cut to uh, an Irish pub. And we see a big man in a hat talking to some ladies. Then we see a small blonde man with a blue shirt playing a game of pool. He wins that game of pool. Puts uh, the money in a charity jar and mentions that he doesn't normally gamble, but it's since it's for the the Saint, I don't know, Saint Peter's, whoever these kids were, charity. And mm. then he, he tries to give this guy he beat a star sticker. Ugh, for donating <laughs> to the charity. Yeah. Uh, and then this same person with this very, very fake, very terrible Irish accent threatens the big guy with the hat. And he's like, get out of me, burr, or get yeah. out of me, pub, or however terrible it was. Yeah. Um, this guy gets thrown into a bathroom where he gets peed on. Kind of gross. I mean, uh, yeah. I have a lot of like, problems with these characters. I didn't. Oh, I didn't like. Like, I guess they're supposed to be the comedic relief. But yeah. the one, the Boy Scout, the, the the blonde kid, I hated him. Like, I'm sure that he's a decent actor, and it's probably just the direction and the character. But I hated the way he talked. I wanted to punch him. I was like, ugh. Uh, and he's telling I, I think, he's telling the girls not the the big guy with the hat is telling the girls at the bar some story about how he knew Julius Caesar and he's talking about the yeah. Caesar salad. <laughs> and all I could, that's not what the that's Caesar not where the Caesar salad, salad came from. Some dude named Caesar made it. He was uh, I don't know. He was Latino. I don't know what country specifically. <laughs> so it's I don't know. Like it was like oh he's just lying to them. And it just says a lot about his character. So they're about to leave. And then the big, so this big guy's named Armstrong and he's like, Hey man, did you get the charity money? And then Archer, the shorter blonde man says, yeah. And he hands him a jar, which he immediately puts on the bar and pays for his tab. It's very, very rude. Armstrong. It was. I chuckled. There, a guy at the bar reaches for the, uh, for the jar and the bartender, she smacks his hand away. Get away from that. That's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to someone shooting a bunch of arrows. Well, we cut to arrows landing, you know, in yeah. the center of a target. A man is walking through the snow. Who's this man? Uh, I thought it for... <laughs> I, I kept thinking that it was either like a young Bret Hart or... Come on, man. Val, Val Kilmer from... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Willow. No, it's... But, but do you not know who this is? I'm guessing. I mean, he, I know he's a wrestler. Yeah, it's John Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just... You didn't... You were like, I don't know who he is. Well, no, I didn't know his name. But oh, I knew he was a gotcha. wrestler. Like, I recognized him specifically. Yeah. I was like, oh, this guy's a professional wrestler. Yeah. He's not He's, he's been not bad. A, he's pretty good. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> is he, like, when you say he's pretty good, like, he's a pretty good wrestler, he's, he's pretty good in this movie? Uh, He's a pretty good wrestler. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, he's walking through the snow. But I did. No, I totally thought, like, he looks like he looks like a young Bret Hart or Val Kilmer from Willow. Uh, Mad Mondigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, sure. <laughs> Uh, well, no, because like I think they have like the same outfit. Like he wears like loose blue pants and like yeah. a breastplate. So Livewire sneaks up on him. This guy's like, "Save your breath, I won't fight a friend." And then Livewire says, uh, "Ninjak is not the man we knew or who we thought he was. You wouldn't, you know, think like that if you knew what he'd taken." And then this guy turns and looks at him and says, "What was taken?" <laughs> uh, this guy is is Galad, 
the Eternal Warrior. So this is our second movie with Eternal Warriors in it, and our second <laughs> movie with wrestlers in it, <laughs> and our third movie with Miss Posner in it. Oh man, this movie is derivative. <laughs> what was the other movie with Eternal Warriors? The Old Guard. Oh yeah, yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. That was the whole yeah. plot of it. I didn't yeah, even realize. Yeah. I didn't realize until afterwards, looking stuff up, that these guys were Eternal Warriors. I was just like, oh, these are interesting people. That's why I was like the guy, the uh, Armstrong. Yeah, I didn't like them. I didn't like Armstrong. They grew on me during their fight scene with Ninjak for sure. But, anyways, sorry, sorry. sorry. No, it's fine. We uh we cut to a guy next to a fire who there's some like orb floating next to him. He touches it and he is covered in a futuristic armored suit. And he flies away. This guy is Exo Man of War. And then we cut to a flashback to four years ago. Colin and Neville are walking down uh, some spiral staircase. I think this is supposed to be Colin's home, but it's pictures of Neville's kid. He's like, hey, man, I can't believe you did this. You got to first got to deal with like an angry wife with sore ankles. And now you got a crying baby. So they have a little, you know, thing to establish that, you know, Ninjak, he's good friends with this guy, Colin. And he cares about this family because he's looking yeah. at a picture of her in the present. He's uh, he's good friends with himself. He's good friends with Neville. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant, right? That's, Did I say that? I'm sure. I know that's what you meant. Yeah. No, you said he's good friends with Colin. I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant Neville is good friends with Colin. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he opens up the box and pulls out some book. He doesn't appear happy to see this book. And then we cut back to the hostages and Roku. She walks in and she's like, tell that little sniveling girl to shut up. Man, um, <laughs> it's very, it's very harsh. Like, I, I really it's, hate when they establish a villain. They further establish somebody's evil by having them be mean to kids. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's always, always feels heavy handed to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What a way to damage that person for the rest of their life. Thanks, Roku. <laughs> the old, the woman hostage, uh, Neville's wife is like, Hey, uh, everything's going to be okay. And then Roku's like, do you like stories? Cause your mama just told you a story and she lied. Uh, it's like, oh, great. Very, this lady is just cruel. That's the only word that we could use to describe her as cruel. We cut back to MI6, Livewire, and Galad arrive to Neville's office. Right after he leaves a message on the woman, his wife's phone at their house, I guess. Galad accuses MI6 of screwing up. He's like, you guys promised me if I left the book here, it would have, you know, unparalleled protection. This is the book of the Geomancers, which apparently contains the entire history of Earth and the beyond. But in the, in the canon of the story in the comic books, uh, it has the complete history, like the future as well, like when everyone dies. Mm. So that's why it's That dangerous. makes a lot more sense. So, yeah. yeah. Once again, uh, they should have just burned it, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, they definitely undersold it. Bloodshot arrives at a warehouse. Did I say Bloodshot this time or did I say Deadshot? You said Bloodshot this time. Okay, good. Good job. I'm just going to say Vin Diesel from now on. Uh, it's not no, Vin Diesel. Rude. It's not yeah, it's Vin not Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> I actually, I, I liked this guy. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I thought he did a really good job. I found out he was an MMA fighter and uh, apparently originally ca- originally auditioned for the Red Ranger. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And he has been the Red Ranger. <laughs> like a lot. But no, but this is Tommy, the White Ranger. Or what? Green Ranger. That's Tommy? Yeah, it's Tommy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he did all his own stunts then? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Get mad at me for not recognizing, remembering the, the name. Oh, I'm of sorry. Wrestler. I'm sorry that they took the guy, made him almost bald. No, he's not bald, but he just, they gave him gray skin, covered up all his tattoos. Have you seen the guy recently? Yeah. No, he's I, got I, I was looking at his, yeah. I was looking at his picture earlier when I was doing the research. Yeah. Yeah. After we see blood, uh, Bloodshot arriving at this warehouse, Ninjak flips a bunch of switches and turns a bunch of dials. Bloodshot like looks in a window and he says, like, I'll have the asset in five minutes. And then he hears a beeping and looks up and sees an explosive device and then just says, make it 10. Hmm. And then there's a boom. And I feel like that, I feel like that's been ripped straight out of a comic book. Oh, I'm sure. Like that's, that's been on a page. Ninjak stabs him in the heart. They have a little sword fight, which Ninjak easily wins technically because he stabs ends him up a few slicing times, slices open. his neck. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, you know, heals, regenerates. Uh, they punch each other for a little bit. I think it's apparent that Ninjak is like the superior fighter in terms of just skill. But since his opponent's not going down, he's losing, essentially. Right. He's he like, w- Bloodshot is winning by attrition. Yeah, he's because every time that he, he lands like, what, three or four punches or two or three punches for every one of Bloodshot's. But right. like he slams his head into an air conditioner twice and then 
Bloodshot punches him and then smashes his head into the air conditioner. He gets knocked onto the ground. He's got blood all over his own blood all over his face. He's getting strangled. Bloodshot's like, tell me where the asset is. And then Ninjax stabs him in the side with something. But it turns out, I guess it's liquid nitrogen or something to cause his entire body to freeze up. So he just stops moving. Yeah. I think he wasn't sure if that was going to work because uh, he says, thank God, and looks very relieved. So, yeah, what if that had not worked? Yeah. <laughs> He'd be Maybe dead. That'd yeah. be the end of the movie. Uh, yeah. And then uh, he gets up, and as he's getting up and walking away, he's like, oh, my knee. Has anyone seen my mask? How many times do you got to stab a guy? Kind of just, you know. Yeah. As many one-liners he can get in in that 20 seconds. Yeah. So the lady who had her arm broken earlier walks into Neville's office, and she's like, Exo Manowar is on his way. He's acquired the target, and he'll be there in five minutes. Now we cut back to four months in the past. Exo and Bloodshot are fighting, but they're just engaging in hand-to-hand combat. They don't appear to have any weapons or Exo's suit. I think Bloodshot gets him on the ground, and then Exo is like, if only I had my suit. And then Bloodshot says, well, then I'd have my guns and you'd be dead. <laughs> uh, blah, 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 blah. Bunch of machismo. Blah, blah. Livewire calls them both out. She's like, well, I can control the nanites and your suit. So you guys would both lose. Shut up. And then she makes Armstrong pay up and Armstrong pays him or pays her. I'm sorry. Archer and him have a little to do where he's uh, Archer says this exercise is to help us. And then Armstrong's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what this is about. So we could, you know, be more cohesive and have better rapport in the battlefield. I know what it is. And then Archer says, well, how can you fight when you're consuming alcohol? And with it, in which I think is the best line of this entire movie. Armstrong says, first of all, it's not alcohol. It's beer. <laughs> Thought of you when he said that. <laughs> Which is absolutely true. It's not. It's just beer. Galad and Armstrong are brothers because, you know, Galad calls him brother. <laughs> and then he says, you know, a warrior must rely on the internal. They've got to believe in themselves because at the end of the day, you only have yourself, which is something that, you know, I referenced before in another movie or television show that we watched. I think it was Cursed. It's where- a common theme. Yeah, where they teach you, you know, your weapon is your weapon, but your your body is your weapon, right? Right. During this entire sequence, uh, Ninjak has been like, he, sh- he rolled up in like an, an Aston Martin. He like got out of it and he's like walking up and he just starts acting like a real jerk. Yeah. He starts calling out Glad and he says, all this fighting that you guys are doing, you guys can't beat me. One day you might come up against someone as good as me. And then Glad essentially tells him that there's nothing that Colin can say that would get a rise out of him. We The, the last image we have of this scene is just Colin's face where he's like, I guess, you know, we'll find out when we find out. Then we cut back to the, I, I misspelled it, uh, the Presnet. Huh. Uh, yeah. Bloodshot has thawed himself out. And then he looks down at some of Ninjak's blood. It's real shiny. And then he gets really mad when he realizes that Ninjak stole his bike and he punches a tractor, like a, a container. Yeah. Like a big metal shipping container. Yeah. And you can, it, it, it is very bad CGI. It's okay. It's fine. And then since we're supposed to be in England, I guess they just filmed them driving on the left side of the road or they filmed it and then inverted it. Maybe. I think they do that with the Jeep a little later. But uh, is it Ninjax just flipped? I think so. Interesting. Only because like I, I think you can get a Jeep that drives on the with the right hand side of the car. But hmm. I don't know. But yeah, he's driving through the middle of America in England. Exo Manowar flies over him. He activates a shield, or Ninjak activates a shield, dodges a couple shots from Exo, and then eventually the bike blows up. Ninjak makes a run for it, and I think this is where we're supposed to like establish how powerful this dude is. During their fight, he just grabs uh, Ninjak's sword from him and snaps it in half. <laughs> <laughs> and right before they actually fight, I think he says, oh man, I always forget how big you are. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, But he can shoot energy beams out of his hands and he can summon a f- sword made of fire yeah that's that's wicked it is pretty cool but ninja gets his licks in he uh throws two gadgets on a on some trees that like shoot lightning at exo man of war and it stuns him long enough for him to lose his helmet that's where ninja kicks him and punches him a few times but ninja gets uh defeated in this fight pretty easily he gets knocked down to the ground exo is like give me the asset or i'll kill you and then he's about to kill him, and then Livewire stops him. Galad rolls up, and his bad acting somehow stops Exo from killing Ninja. I shouldn't say that. He did. <laughs> I just didn't believe he was a mortal warrior. Yeah, it was. He didn't have the presence. Yeah, oh, he's big. 
Yeah, but I mean, just just the way he he projected himself, he he just seemed... He didn't feel like a leader. Right, exactly. Um, But uh, I'll do that one again. So Galad stops Exo from killing Ninjak. He's like, you don't understand. Well, he calls him Eric. So his name is Eric, A-R-I-C. So I'm going to call him Eric from now on. I've actually noticed that in our podcast where I say that, I never Oh, no, I, it's, it's my favorite gag. I'm <laughs> upset that you now know it's happening. <laughs> so they, they argue a little bit. Ninjaka manages to escape. Galad says, uh, I can bring him in, but it has to be me. I'm the only one who can bring him in alive. And Eric says, uh, if you don't succeed, I'm going to get the book and I'm going to kill him. So serious. I guess they don't like each other. Yeah. Galad catches up to Colin at a waterfall, and he's like, look, man, whatever it is, you can talk to me. Let me help you. And Colin can't tell him because Roku's watching everything that he's doing. He steals himself like he wants to fight him for a few moments, and then eventually he loosens his sword. But then he gets shot right in the chest. And the bullet phases through his clothes and his body armor (laughs) just gets him in the chest. Yeah. Galad, like, he's like, what the heck? And he turns around and Bloodshot's standing there and just says, call Jack. Roku is very upset at this, and she runs into the hostages and screams that if uh, Ninjak doesn't survive, I'm going to kill this little girl. Uh, <laughs> man, that lady's crazy. She's a bit much. Nin- she might be possessed. <laughs> I'm not entirely certain on that. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Ninjak wakes up. The world around him looks crazy. There's like lightning in the background. This doesn't look like the earth that he was just on. He hears a voice, and then he turns around and says, Shadow Man. Uh, and this guy shows up. I didn't recognize this guy. I think his name is Damien Potier. But he he's the voice of uh, a couple of video game characters. He was Chains from the Payday series. I don't mm. know if you ever played that. but I don't think so. You should. It's pretty good. I like it. Anyways, Shadow Man's like, you know, you're in my world now. You're safe. And he says, well, that means I'm dead. Well, not um, mo- you're mostly dead. Not permanently dead. Bloodshot discovered the nanites in his blood. And shot him with a bullet that will eventually dissolve into a shot of adrenaline. Right. Yeah, why not? Ninja. <laughs> when we get a more warriors, time traveling, space <laughs> people from the past. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Ninjak reveals what's going on. He's he's like, look, Roku has Neville's wife and daughter. And if I don't get her this book, she's going to kill him. And then Shadow Man, you know, brings up a good point, which is what are two lives against the lives of millions? You know? Yeah. It's it's the it's the old argument. The needs you know, of the, the needs many. Of the many, right? <laughs> and then Ninjak just is like, Well, I didn't know that's what she wanted at first. All I know is that she wanted a she wanted something that was in this box and this is how she blackmailed me. I found out only after what it was. And Shadow Man's like, Look, this is a heavy burden, you can't do this by yourself. And then Ninjak's like, That's right. But if we do do it, we have to do it my way. We cut to him waking up and I guess Roku doesn't notice that like, I guess the, the nanites weren't active because she doesn't immediately go kill the hostages. So Neville calls trying to, uh, Neville tries calling his wife again. He gets a voicemail again. And then uh, Unity meets up without Archer and Armstrong. This is what the, that's what this group is called, Unity. They're like uh, the Avengers or whatever. Bloodshot asks XO, have you seen my bike? And XO just is like, no, haven't seen it. <laughs> Archer yeah. and Armstrong aren't at this meeting. Shadow Man shows up. He reveals what's going on. He tells him, hey, this is what happened. This is what happened. Roku is manipulating him. And then he says, I think XO like questions like, well, what are we supposed to do? And then Shadow Man replies with a very interesting thing where he says, I offer you no answers, only pathways. Yeah. That was pretty neat. No, just be more cryptic, please. <laughs> uh, Shadow Man tells Galad, by the way, I think something more sinister is at work. You know, keep your eyes open. And then Exo replays the same argument. He says, uh, the world is worth more than three lives, no matter who those lives are. And Neville would agree with us. Bloodshot disagrees. He's like, look, man, if you want to go sacrificing yourself for everyone else, that's fine. But we can't do that. Glad's like, you got to have faith. You got George Michael showing up. Yeah. (laughs) Exo just like stares out of a glass window for a little bit and then just turns around and says, all right. So I guess he's back in. Yeah, I guess Uh, so. they all agree to trust Colin. So that's because that's that's Exo's whole thing is he like it's not that he doesn't understand like it's not that he doesn't understand but he just doesn't trust Colin. You right. know, for various reasons they have their own history. So that's why he's hesitant because he's like you know I, just because this guy says this is what's going on can we believe him? You know, big picture. 
And then as they're leaving, XO asks Deadshot, or not Deadshot. I, I wrote down Deadshot. Uh, XO <laughs> asks Bloodshot. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no, man, it's, we're gonna it's, be... it's interspersed. Looking at my notes, like I have, I've done it like two different. Like I've done a bunch of blood shots, a bunch of dead shots. It's not. Look, the guy who played the him in the live action shows in the movie. What, yeah. what do you want from me? No, you're just look comic just book idiot. nerds. His personal email address is. No, no. <laughs> then EXO asks Bloodshot, uh, "How do you know Shadow Man?" And he says, "I'm a Walking Dead man. Of course I know him." <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, very fair. Uh, <laughs> Neville is told the bad news. This guy who lets him know, he's like, is there anyone unaccounted for? And he's like, no, 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 no. And then he's like, wait a minute. And then we cut to Armstrong and Archer driving around in this Jeep. Then Jack gets to what looks to be like the husk of a building and starts to patch himself up. He takes a bunch of pills. I'm sure they're antibiotics and pain relievers. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah. Like he's taking medicine because he's been shot in the chest. Yeah. Uh, He puts on a, a bunch of bandages. Then he looks in the mirror and starts talking to Roku. Apparently, they have a past. He's like, look, man, we were involved before. May not have been good at expressing it, but, you know, I, I felt something for you then. But seeing what you've become now, you make me sick. I don't know your motivations, but you're a coward. You didn't have to kill Vivian. Not not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one has to kill anybody. I just want to point that out. I mean, the first people to murder anybody in this were <laughs> Vivian and Ninjak. <laughs> it was self-defense, but... Yeah, they did end someone's life, true. So during this time, she gets really, really mad and then slams down a glass. One of her henchmen walk in, like, is everything all right? And then she just kills him with her hair. Uh, Typical. Yeah. How do you expect to have henchmen if you're going to kill them or anything like that? Like, <laughs> who is agreeing to these gigs? You know what I'm saying? Uh, desperate, desperate people. <laughs> I guess. Neville calls Armstrong and gets voicemail again. We see Ninjak suit up. He calls out Archer and he's like, are you going to use that on me? And he turns around and Archer's standing there with his crossbow. And I have here that this is where I noticed that Armstrong's accent fluctuated throughout this entire movie. Like Did there's it? some times where he, he talking like talks like he's like, I don't know. But then now when he's talking, he just sounds like a regular, like American. But he's trying to do some kind of like he's trying to do Galad's accent. It just doesn't work. Hmm. And he tries the bad cop thing. And then Archer's like, no, 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 no. Let me be the bad cop. And then we have this entire argument where Armstrong's like, you can't be the bad cop. No one would believe that you're the bad cop. You look like a you, you're, you're a grown-up kid. And he's like, no, I can be the bad cop. Uh, and then Armstrong like tells him, don't tell it to me. Tell it to him. And he turns and looks at Ninja. He's like, I can be the bad cop. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> during this, I guess Ninja figures out his plan because he throws a smoke bomb onto Armstrong and then punches Archer in the head. Yeah. Uh, and we have a fight where we find out that Archer is very, uh, he's very dexterous. He's very nimble. He's flying around a little bit. Armstrong's yeah. more of a brawler where he just takes a bunch of punishment, just keeps fighting. But they fight really well together because they're, you know, two different sides of a coin. They do a bunch of like teamwork moves that look like you're watching wrestling. <laughs> and he calls out he calls, the names of the moves. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a punky Brewster. And then like he puts <laughs> his hands down and he throws him up into the air. It's like when like Wolverine and Colossus would do the fastball special. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love the so, fastball special. <laughs> Armstrong gets knocked into a um, bathroom and he gets a phone call and it's Neville. And Neville's like, oh, by the way, uh, right before he gets this phone call, he gets stunned with an Amazon Alexa puck. Did you notice that? That's what that was? No, I didn't realize that's what that was. Yeah. But yeah, he gets a phone call and it's Neville. Neville tells him what's going on. He's like, look. Ninjak's being manipulated. You got to let him go or you have to let him escape, but you have to make it look like you're not letting him escape. And then Armstrong's like, what? <laughs> he explains it again. He's like, do you understand? He's like, no. And he just hangs up. Gotta go. Stands up, knocks out Armstrong and lets himself get knocked to the ground. And then his head is slammed several times into a door. And then Ninjak just uh, leaves. Well, first he walks back into the bathroom, grabs the asset out, and then leaves. Did you notice the fire? Was there a fire? There was a fire as he's leaving. I don't know how the fire got started. Was it already there and I I just missed it? I didn't see a fire. Yeah, there's a fire. Something's on fire on the ground. Just a small thing. What? Yeah, I wrote down fire? Question mark? (laughs) Fire? Fire? Question mark? Uh, Hold up. Really? We don't see a lot of the fight between Archer and Ninjak. Oh, yeah, there is a fire. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there's yeah. a fire. So right after he, right after Ninjak leaves, Armstrong sits up 
or he looks up and he calls Neville and he's like, look, the plan worked. <laughs> then Neville gives the order. He's like, all right, everyone converge on their location. Mm. We see Ninjak hanging out on the back of a semi-truck. Cool. Then they get ready for the exchange. Ninjak arrives at wherever they're supposed to be going. He's really mouthy. He's not mouthy like Deadpool, but he is kind of mouthy because he's like, yeah. hey, so you guys all shop at the same place, huh? Best line uh, of the whole. <laughs> this is the best one-liner. <laughs> Making fun of, it's a classic, right? Making fun of the way the henchmen all look the same. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Uh, <laughs> uh, Roku is casting some kind of spell, which I think she says, Master, let me see him with my true eyes. And then the white cloudy eyes on her head go away, turn into regular old normal eyes. She doesn't have her special eyes. <laughs> she wants the briefcase. And then Colin's like, I want, let me see the hostages. And then, so the hostages arrive. And then he's like, all right, let him go. And I'll give you the case. And she's like, nope, give me the case or I'll kill him right now. So he gives up the case. He gets handcuffed. And then she takes the little girl and leaves. Yeah. And right before they're about to kill him or fight him or whatever, because I, th- I think that's what's going to happen after they handcuffed him. The guards were going to kill him. Well, yeah. But right before, right before that happens, the lights go out. And then, well, someone gets an axe in the chest, and then the lights go out. And then Unity shows up and kills the guards. They free Ninjak. Well, when I say Unity, it was just Gilad, Galad and Livewire. Roku gets on her plane, and then we see Archer and Armstrong jumping in the jeep and driving, like trying to chase the plane. Yeah, Galad. That'll totally uh, kills work. A, yeah, <laughs> Galad kills a bunch of guys. Ninjak makes it onto the plane, like by hiding in the landing gear. Classic. Mm. He and Roku fight. She uh, tries to use her hair against him, but he slaps on some gadget on her neck that shocks her and just causes her to lose control of that ability. So they fight a little bit, knocks her down, runs and grabs the little girl. I don't even remember what her name was. Uh, I think they say it. They I said it at didn't... some point. It wasn't important. I think it's Jillian. Yeah, Jillian. Are you sure Jillian's not? Oh, it is yeah, okay. Yeah, Julia. sure. Oh my God. <laughs> and then he puts a parachute on her and he's like, look, 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 look. I know this is scary. I know this is stressful, but you got to believe me. I'm here to say, I'm here to help you. I'm here to save you. I need you to pay attention to what I'm saying. When you get out of this plane, pull your parachute. And then he throws her out of the plane. Oh man. Why? <laughs> he could have put the parachute on him and then grabbed her and jumped out. Well, he didn't have the book. Like there's a scene where he's about to grab it and it gets knocked out. It wouldn't out of have mattered hands. because they... As we brought, they blow that plane out of the sky, so. <laughs> Fair. Then he and Roku fight some more. She corners him and she's like, there's no way you're getting off this plane alive. And he just says, yep. And then jumps off the plane uh, with the book. And then Exo doesn't slow down when he grabs him, which I don't understand how it didn't immediately kill him. That's uh, the age old. Was that yeah. Superman? <laughs> yeah. Catches uh, <laughs> Lois Lane. Lois Lane should have died. Right. Exo saves him from hitting the ground. And then Bloodshot is, I, I think he's, what is this, an F-22? That's what and it looks like, an F-22 sh- or F-35, sh- something like that. Yeah, shoots down this plane, this uh, private jet. And then after the mission, everyone meets up. Neville gets reunited with his family. Everyone kind of like resolves their issues. Neville talks to Colin and thanks him. Bloodshot asks Exo, did, hey, or he's like, you destroyed my bike, didn't you? And Exo's just like, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone kind of makes up, everyone hugs. And then... Uh, I think uh, Colin's like, hey, Bloodshot, I'm sorry I froze you. And he's like, thanks, man. And he's like, well, this is the part where you apologize to me for shooting me in the chest. He's Bloodshot. Off a cliff. No, yeah, no, I'm not going to apologize for that. You froze me. (laughs) And then uh, we cut to the temple. Roku is on a table, and there's some guy who's covered in some kind of scarring or tattooing, and then he has a triangle on his head, and then he screams, and then the movie ends. Yeah, he has like a page from the book, I guess. Like they're teasing yeah, a sequel, right. which I thought was fine, yeah. but it's been yeah, that's two right. years yeah. now, so. <laughs> but yeah, he has like he's like this is the only page I needed, and then he resurrects Roku, I guess. Oh, do, I didn't catch that she got resurrected. Yeah, oh. I think her eyes open. Oh, um, cool. Well, I'm watching the last scene now. Yep, her eyes open. Yeah, I will send you a screenshot. Awesome. No, no, you're good. I mean, please do. I'm sending it. Sent it. I'm looking. But yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, so that's that the was movie. Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. Anthony. Yes, Christopher. Did you like this movie? I did like this movie. This was pretty fun. It's a fun way to spend an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. I also liked it. I thought it was very fun. Yeah. I mean, I have, like I said, minor complaints. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like, uh, and I feel like we're not giving enough, like, I, 
there's a lot of actors' names that I miss and I feel like I should give them a shout out because yeah. many people may not listen a whole lot of people may not listen to this podcast, but if you're if you were if you had a role in this movie where you spoke lines, I'll give you a shout out. Andre Gordon was Neville's assistant. He tries to pretend he has a British accent, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. There is the woman Jessica Lindsay Winter, I think is her name. She's the the woman who gets her arm broken. Mm. And then uh the child the the wife and child Catherine Staten was Susan Alcott, Carly Larson was Jillian Alcott, and then Tatiana Decatur as Colonel Capshaw. And then the guy at the end was Master Dark, D A R Q U. I think that Colonel uh, Capshaw is the character who got her arm broken. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then who's who's the other person? Who's what? Who, Mary. Whoever Mary is. I don't know. It's Jessica DeWinter. It just says Mary. Hmm. So whoever Mary is, good job. Yeah. So what's his face? Damien Poitier, who played yeah. Shadow Man. You were like, yeah, he did some voice acting. Uh, he was Thanos at the end of Avengers in 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And he played also in Captain America Civil War as <laughs> a random henchman uh, for crossbones or whatever his name is at the beginning cool yeah aaron shonky who played master dark he starred in a couple episodes of deadliest warrior oh really that's uh, interesting he was in a, he was an apache he was a spartan and he was a pirate isn't that the show uh, that got canceled because of stolen valor the guy said he was a navy seal but he never actually was a navy seal yeah i think so oh, man <laughs> never been uh, more disappointed <laughs> yeah fair enough all right awesome no a great film great great movie short miniseries whatever i thought it was definitely on par and i would call it better than some of the cw crossover stuff you mentioned the effects a few times i thought the effects were better than what i was getting on on television the acting was solid i know i really liked this this was really fun and it's introduced me to a whole new list of characters i'm actually going to go watch bloodshot the the new vin diesel film because of this because i'm more i'm not not because i'm like oh i should go support him but now that I know a little bit about that character, I'm like, oh, this is a lot more interesting. I thought it was just a generic action movie. Or it, it, that was a, a different D&D character that he somehow convinced the studio to let him finance a film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. Maybe. I didn't hate I didn't hate the last uh, Witch Hunter, I think is what that's called, right? The last Witch Hunter, something like that. Yeah, I never saw it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. But no, I'd be willing to watch it. It's been years since you and I have been able to see an action movie. Maybe we should watch that one. Maybe. Together. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Unless you got anything else, unless you anything else you want to add, no, um, no, I got nothing. I feel I feel like we spent a lot of time doing some world building for this movie just to give context. I, we don't normally do that, but I felt it was I felt it was a little necessary just because if no, like if you're listening to this and you're a valiant comic fan, you probably know all this stuff. But people who who aren't going to know, they're, they're just going to be like, this looks like a really cheesy, like bad superhero movie, and. So funny story yeah. about that. <laughs> this is what I thought Malefica was going to be. Oh, really? Yeah, and I hated Malefica. I haven't watched it yet. So yeah, I I I didn't like it so much. I stopped taking notes. That's how much I did not like. Malefica. Well, way to ruin it for me, man. <laughs> Unless you got anything else? No, man. Hit me with the shameless plugs. Well, if you want to, like I said earlier, if you want to hit us up on our email, you email us at sci-fiwiseguys at gmail I still haven't gotten any fan art of Kyle from the order, so I'm still a little disappointed in that. Uh, and then you can follow us on Twitter at, at B underscore Roll Podcast. Uh, we post updates there. I'll let you guys know when every episode drops. If you will, if you're subscribed to our feed, I guess you realize that all movie episodes drop on Monday. Anything else drops on a Thursday. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram at Sci-Fi Wise Guys. Uh, we do the same thing that we do on Twitter. And then uh, we have a Facebook group, the B Roll Podcast group. Kind of do the same thing there, but we actually get some discourse on Facebook. People have disagreed with some of our opinions on movies, and that's okay. Oh. You're allowed to. Has anyone ever agreed? Disagreed. Well, people have agreed with me, like in person. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, I, I wasn't confronted by an angry fan. <laughs> like someone, like someone messaged me and told me that. Oh, nice, nice. But yeah, do we have any new reviews? Worth a listen. Five stars on August 18th from Robbie0485859. If you enjoy sci-fi movies, you'll like that podcast. Anthony does an incredible <laughs> Anthony does an incredible job, and it, it, it's unfortunate that his partner Chris is such a plebe. All right, so this is someone who knows me. 
No, I think that's a stranger, man. It's obviously a stranger. Hold on. Where is this? Let me let me click this real quick. It's on iTunes. Yeah, I have to open iTunes. Then I have to go to the thing. I want to see it. I want to feel it. Well, yeah. Well, thanks, Robbie04859. Is that not Robbie UML? Is that not? I hope so. I praised him. I don't know why he would say bad things about me. Look, man, sometimes the truth hurts, you know? We also have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash B underscore roll. Become a patron. You get access to all the episodes early. You also get access to special content that no one else gets. Uh, you get to hear some of the behind the scenes creation of the podcast audio. You also get to anything that doesn't make it on wax for various reasons, whether it's stuff that's not prevalent to the episode that gets cut for time, or there's an inappropriate joke that may or may not go too far. We cut it for the sake of uh, our listeners. But if you want access to all that, feel free to become a patron for uh, anything that you patronize us with goes towards making the podcast better hosting fees new equipment new software generally making this podcast better so more people can hear it share us with your friends share us with your enemies just remember to stay hydrated stay healthy stay happy and know that you are loved by the hosts of this podcast and uh, your community thanks guys i appreciate it Did I interrupt you? I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, what were you going to say? Oh, uh, I was just, I thought you were stopping for something, so I was going to talk about the Patreon, but oh. you did it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I can't log into the Patreon, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. It's, a, your, uh, it's your Gmail account, man. It's the easiest. <laughs> uh